As, as I've traversed the landscape of different healing modalities, um, I've been able to connect with, uh, you know, human beings that human uh, people that are have really learned to drop from their head to their heart into what I call the primordial gut and be able to access the soul um, of the individual. And, you know, in today's commonality in, in the world at large, um, spirit is often uh, dismissed. Um, it is uh, deemed uh, unquantifiable. And so therefore, um, you know, it's not relevant in our quantifiable society, a data-driven society. But um, my guest is somebody who is completely predicated and um, has devoted her life to a balance of mind, body, and spirit. But I think that uh, she'd be the first to tell you that um, she is where she is today um, because of, um, you know, I think angels appear, if you stay on the righteous path, angels appear and uh, at certain times, and uh, she is a, a conduit to the divine and an angel in body. Ta Groen, welcome to the Jake Feinberg Show. Oh my gosh, I'm in tears. That is um, moving me well, I, deeply. I, yeah, well, you know, bless, bless you, friend, because that's true, you know. I, I, is it, you know, Ta, I mean, you know, we've never um, met physically before, but I just wanted to know if you thought that that intro was somewhat accurate, and if so, what touched you the most? Um, it just epitomizes the life that I have led, you know, and the present moment right now is a reflection of all of us, yeah. you know, and I'm impressed with your insight and your wisdom because I do not run across it very often. So well, I've been, I've been, much well, it's, it's, it's really, um, I'm very humbled to connect with you i i just you know can you talk at this point um i mean i've, I've had a little bit of a scattershot morning at, so my brain is a little bit fried but i you know like i am tired and fatigued and um and then i find little pieces of inspiration throughout my day and i've probably always loved myself you know too much uh i've not always been my uh, some people are incredibly self-critical and it drives them to, you know, new heights and, 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 and it also is very hard because they're very hard on themselves. And I just ask you at this point, at this time, in this moment, um, are you happy? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I prepped myself for you today, so maybe my energy will calm you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I, I felt actually I felt that this morning before. I mean, it's just uh, it, the weather's changing, but yeah, I felt your presence uh, uh, earlier today. So it is already it is, you've already calmed me actually. Okay. Yeah. So of course I'm happy. Yeah, I'm so happy to know that. Um, gosh. Well, well. First of all, let me speak to that ego that you were just referring to and how. It does throw us off. 
So when we are uh, the angels and my guides to come speak through me and keep me sweet and calm and nurturing and powerful because we sometimes think that being um, shy and humble is non-egoic. It is actually the opposite. Mm. So for me to find that um, has come through a lot of years. You know, I was born in 1968, and uh, I was afraid of the camera when I was a kid. And (laughs) you would think that that's not an egoic person, you know, being born into this body, but I am. I am full of ego. I am very strong-willed and very stubborn, and it comes reflection reflected both both sides you know you can be this quiet uh, meek shy person and then you can be this loud like listen to me i know what's right but we need that middle place that place that is full of receptivity and and surrender so there you go it's beautiful i mean i was born in 1978 so you are like uh my my teacher you know and i and i i am curious about you know if you were like were you were you raised with a lot of like uh, dogmatic thinking uh or maybe the better word is uh like rigid thought patterns about how uh you were supposed to be and 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 the rules Maybe the the question is, when did you, was there a defining moment when you decided to, you know, live life by the rules that you wanted to live them by and not the rules that society says you should live by because those rules were debilitating for you? Yes. Uh, wow. Uh, well, stories are excellent. You know, in high school, there's a great uh, memory of, of mine where, I remember a teacher, <laughs> you know, who is degrading, you know, calling names to other students in class. That was just the form of his teaching style. Yeah, not, not, not actually, and, not a, not a, very typical of the early '80s. Actually, very different time. Yeah, unbelievable. And so, uh, yeah, I've always been able to stand up, speak out, and. Um, say that that's not right and so I got sent to the principal's office (laughs) Uh, so yeah I guess I've been that uh, you know and I basically left my um, humble abode (laughs) at you know barely 18 so I was just turning 18 and and um, I left and was waiting for my ability to sign my own name on my passport so I could go travel so yeah I've always been that free spirit. So, I mean, would you say that that um, what was the was there? Did you experience trauma in your early life? I knew I knew you wanted to talk about this. Um, well, because you know what it is say, like. Yeah. Like, I, I just want to differentiate between creating space for you, like not not running away from something, but you know, wanting to have space from some kind of, um, I don't know, there's just, to me, there's an energy field that strikes that you, there was a lot of repression or trauma for you, and and that's why you, you know, 
and I just want you to, to, to as, as eloquently as you can, just talk about, more importantly, what was the trauma, how you overcame it, and, and really how it made you stronger um, constitutionally and spiritually. Okay. All right. So, you know, I believe that we're born into our body by choice and that we've chosen our parents by choice. So the roles that we play and the roles that our parents play are huge and significant to shape who I am, right? Um, And so that ego that I was talking about is huge, freaking big, you know, I have, yeah. So for me, I believe that that trauma or that um, stifling in my early years was to help curtail that, that whatever it may have been, you know, selfishness, materialism, the ego. Does that make sense? I mean, so, can, yeah, can, you give, can you give it like a, uh, an example? Uh, well, I wasn't allowed to open the refrigerator. I wasn't allowed to go in the kitchen. I couldn't um, watch television when I wanted, you know. Um, I was in my room most of the time. I remember going to babysit, um, finally when I was old enough to babysit, and I'm like, oh, my God, I could open the refrigerator and get whatever I want. (gasps) I could turn on the TV and watch whatever I want. You know, I was blown away by the amount of freedom. You know, it was a very strict household. So, yeah. So it was very, very, I mean, like, I mean, I, I didn't experience that um, in my own existence, but do, was there, were there byproducts of, I mean, did you feel like it um, having a lot of rules was um, in some ways beneficial for um, focus? I mean, my habitual nature is, um, the, that I struggle with is, is uh, discipline and focus and completion and uh and these are things that i just continually work on and obviously i sometimes i accomplish stuff and 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 uh and sometimes i don't um but like even stripping away the the the, i mean i can't imagine uh not being able to open my refrigerator without permission i wouldn't do well in that situation but were there um were there were there positive byproducts of growing up in that kind of environment and looking back on it? Um, you can say you can say no. Years. You can say no. <laughs> yeah, not in those specific years. No, no. It's taken me a long time to uh, find my voice and the ability to express myself, to know what I want, to uh, discover exactly what makes me happy. You know. Yeah, no, it's, it's taken me a long time. And so that process has um, everything to do with why I'm a good teacher, why I can teach, you know, what I know. Because I've, I've been there. I've done that. I've had uh, that, that um, inner voice squash, my inner power gone, where there's lots of doubt, worry, fear, anxiety, you know. So now uh, I can just you know, share that it's possible. You can find it. It takes body awareness. It takes uh, the ability to actually feel what you're feeling. Where are you on the emotional scale? What made me think that thought? How can I raise my frequency? And what does it feel like to really be happy? 
Well, that's what I, I mean. That's that's so 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 that was my opening question. So I want to be specific about what it is that makes Todd Groen happy because that is happiness is. I mean, the Dalai Lama. Um, uh, he said, you know, most people think my religion is Buddhism. He said, wrong. It's it's happiness, and and so I want really, you know, I I feel your life force. Um, very strongly, and I I want to know um, what what is the um, the the essentials of happiness in your existence, and uh, you know internal happiness. I'm not necessarily talking about like you know um, inspiring other people through teaching, but like in general, what what brings you uh, peace and and happiness? Uh, doing what I want to do. You know, so that those procrastinations of, of like I have a project and the pressure of a project, not good for me. Right. No, everything has to be fun, light, joyful. I orchestrate my life in that way. Wow. You know, uh, if, I, if I don't get it done, I don't get it done. Uh, I want to do uh, the walk with the dog in the morning. I want to take my son to the zoo today. Uh, I. Uh, amazing pot of chili um and then you call and i'm like oh okay thanks universe <laughs> i am working you know what i mean absolutely that's, <laughs> that's beautiful i mean did you feel looking back on it were your parents like was it a power trip for them or or were they like really protective of you um and you know or and and did you recognize at a certain point ta that um that you had us when did you realize you had uh, a superpower oh wow uh when did i realize that i had a superpower yeah because i mean oh, i mean to, to survive to survive that environment growing up um is, is in itself um, I mean, it's not uncommon, but I would say it's somewhat superhuman. But I'm talking more about, like, were your parents resentful of your co uh, connection, direct connection to the divine? Or do you think that they were trying to protect you because um, they loved you? Uh, all right. So, yes, I, I am, um, you know, my mom's going to listen to this. So I have come full circle and remember the roles that I was dating and how we pick our parents and we allow them to have those roles right so yeah and so it's all fits together like a puzzle and it's just in the last just in COVID actually that I've been able to communicate really uh non-charged you know with my mother um, because I was so controlled that anything she says, I think she's trying to control me. But now, through the interaction um, of lockdown and, and just this crisis on our planet, something has shifted incredibly for me, that now I'm able to bond with my mom, chat with her in a way that is, is amazing. She's brilliant. She's got insight you know <laughs> and i'm appreciating her you know so 
she was raised, you know, where in a time that children were seen but not heard, you know. Absolutely, away, you absolutely, know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's not her, her fault, but it's just – and she was a single mom for a while, um, and I was latchkey kid um, – for a while and then she married a man who fully controlled her and that's the environment that I went into where she was um, working a lot yeah so there's just this all of this beautiful transformation that allows me to now come full circle and just appreciate appreciate and forgive like on a cellular level and I'm just amazed because I didn't think this day would ever happen I never, I never wanted to speak to her. I hated her when she called me. Um, it, it was amazing. But now, just in the last uh, seven, eight months here, I've it's shifted. So, yeah. I mean, it's a at the macro level. I mean, we've all been touched by this in some way, shape, or form. This this uh, novel virus, and 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 we have all our lifestyles and or livelihoods have been affected by it. Um, but at a granular level, um, why are, why has the shift occurred during this, uh, you know, what would seem to be, a, you know, a huge, um, unprecedented, you know, time of, uh, you know, you can't see the, you can't project the, into the future. I, I guess, do you. Can you account for why you've shifted? Is it the fact that maybe, you know, life is, there are no guarantees about life? I mean, it's really come from you um, because, I mean, you've opened your heart. You know, you, you know, you maybe closed your heart to her for a while, but then you opened your heart again. And so why? Oh, that's it. That is it. So, so, so explain if you, if you, I mean, you may be too, too deep into it to, to see the, to see it yet, but I'm just wondering, like, did it take this time of, um, I don't know what the right word is. Uh, it's dysfunction and it's death and it's, and it's horrible. It's grief. But is did it take that kind of somber thing to open your heart, or what, how can you explain um, that shift? Because, like, I. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious about about that because I haven't seen my parents in in months. They haven't seen their their kid, their grandkids in, in in a year. It's it's very hard for them, and they're also. I agree with you. I think we do choose our parents. I mean, my parents are are very. I mean, they also came from households that you know they were seen but not heard to a degree. But they were always. I mean, I was like the life of the party at five years old. If they were having dinner parties, they didn't you know tell me not to do it. You know, I I. I definitely grew up in a pretty progressive household, but I had other issues with them related to my own insecurities. So, I mean, is it the shift of knowing of, of surrendering? Uh, I just would love you to talk about that because it, for a lot of healers, um, this is actually a very dark time because, um, I think for a lot of healers, um, and they're not necessarily authentic healers, but a lot of them get caught up in, the lifestyle of their livelihood and then all of a sudden their classes get cut down shorter you know smaller classes or they have to do things on zoom or they can't travel as much and their ego 
was really invested in that stuff. So they're actually, it's kind of a dark time for people, but you don't strike me as an overly materialistic person. So um, why the shift with your mom? I think the simple uh, explanation is that my heart uh, strings got expanded. Oh. I don't know. Right. Yeah, heart, you have an amazing heart. heart. You have a huge heart. Yeah. Um, and have you heard about the Schumann, the resonance of the planet? And how it's raising right now? I, I, so I, I, no, I need you to break this down. This is why, I, you know, because I can feel the gravity. But, but, but if you can articulate it, that would be great. That the um, that everything is shifting, and physically we are raising our frequency, and the planet's frequency is raising, and it's measurable. And so I, you know, on an esoteric level, that's it. I swear, that's it. I woke up. And my heart was just expanded. And uh, she, meaning my mom, uh, reaching out, constantly reaching out. She never gave up, you know. And uh, finally it just clicked. And my and there was no trigger. See, you can't fake it. You can't fake it. I'm telling you. It is either going to... Uh, resonate as truth and forgiveness or it's not and you don't push yourself to like pretend or be obligated to you know so there were many many years I'm like I can't talk to you we hang up and it's not working and long periods of time not talking and the planet is shifting we are shifting this is a significant time for all of us if you can tap into it with your body through you know, meditation, breath, yoga, food, you know, you will sense all of this and forgiveness will be easy. It will be easy peasy. It's a piece of cake. You will see and you will love. Trust. Talking to Todd Grohn here on the Jake Feinberg Show, and, and she's inspiring people everywhere. Um, when you, like, when you hear her voice now, you don't, it's something about you don't feel judged, you don't feel triggered. What? How do you know that? Um, how do you know that that? Like, are you more accepting of of her? I don't. Also, do you live close to each other? Like, I mean, that to me is sort of like the ability of, like you talked about, for us to during this um, you know planetary shift, um, the ability to you know drop into the soul. What is what is allowing you to to have sustained, authentic, loving conversations with your mom? Um, do you maybe you've maybe you've just grown more into yourself? I mean, I, I look at myself at forty two. I, I mean, I was born with an old soul, and so all the stuff that people got off on in high school. I mean, I I had a decent time in high school and college, but truthfully, I was just like always yearning for, you know, more, uh, in my own, um, peace, sanctity, um, and also just sort of singularity. And, and that was lost on, on the youth. So in, in my youth anyway, so I've grown into my soul and, and, uh, I mean, when you, when you hear her voice now, do you not, do you not get triggered? Um, 
I, I, I'm fascinated. I think it's just an uplifting story in the midst of so many people who, uh, you know, have lost loved ones and they have, and there was no closure. They weren't able to say goodbye. Um, they were, I think that that's a huge issue with the transcending, uh, transcending the cycle of birth and death. You need to have the birth, the birth of children is very sacred and the closure of someone leaving, leaving the body is also sacred and there's none of that happening. So I don't know, maybe you, maybe you recognize that, that this is a, an important time to, how important do you feel it is to resolve, uh, not just with your mom, but at this time, um, to reach out to people and, um, and open your heart to people that maybe that you, um, were um, resentful towards or didn't want to talk to. I'm, I'm just asking you to talk to people around the world about how, if you think it's an important time to mend fences, uh, even with people that you haven't talked to in a long time. Wow. Um, yes. But again, the action is not the answer to take action without a real um, response mechanism. I'm, what I'm trying to say is that things happen naturally. So you, you're, you're wanting to resolve something and you're ready to resolve something. Guess what? You'll have an opportunity. Something will, will happen where uh, they'll call, you know, or right. it's just magical. It's, it's non-action, getting out of our head, getting out of our head and just allowing the universe to magnetically pull to you exactly what you need when you need it. If you could trust in that, then life unfolds beautifully, right? So, so that's sort of what happened. So I can't say there's a specific, there's no specific, it's just magic. It's just magic. You see it all around in the signs. Like right now, my son was um, throwing cards all over the house. He wants to be a magician. I don't know. But you're talking about angels in the in the intro, and all of a sudden I looked down at the card and I had the ace right in front of me. Of course it's you like did. Yes. The A. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, that was perfect. So life is like that. If you could just watch and trust and know that the perfect timing will happen, and you'll just be in it, in it, in it, in it, and uh, you don't need to do anything. It'll just happen. Do you, can you talk about how you learned to drop from your head to your heart into your, um, to your soul? Like that process when you, you know, maybe you were, I just know I, I have a, a really hard time with, with sedentary meditation. I'd rather play. Uh, conga drums and, and work myself into discarga and have, you know, like a spiritual discharge uh, playing music. Uh, I think there's a lot, I think yoga is in some ways misunderstood in the West to a degree, but I'd like to get your thoughts on how you learned to go from a headspace, a lot of chatter, to a heart space, very emotional space, to, you know, the Atman, the, 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 the soul. 
gosh, there's so many modalities that I've come across that have helped me um, move uh, from my head to, to my body. But one of the most significant, uh, I had a client who gifted to me a training, a human design training. Have you heard of human design? Don't do, also let me tell you something. I I bring you on to enlighten everybody. Don't even if I know something which I don't. Uh, does right. I, I bring you on to because you are a teacher. Oh, I love it. I love it. So, but I just you are so good at what you do that I'm just speaking to you. Do you know what? Absolutely I'm no, so, and, and that no because that's <laughs> the, the ability to get people out of their original mindset. But Ta, I mean. Uh, I want you to to go as deep as you want. So human design gave me an absolute picture of my body, right? My, my auric field. And it showed me that my source, the source of Kundalini, and it, again, multiple modalities. So we're talking yoga, Kundalini, right? From the base of the um, root chakra up, to, to the crown of the head. Well, I was shown through just my date of birth, my look, only the correct response from the gut. And that will keep me healthy. That will keep me safe. And to trust in that inner guidance. And so in human design, I am a manifesting generator. And we, from our gut, we have uh, this sound, this resonance of like, uh-huh, yeah. I got it. I can go in that direction. Or we have that inner uh, sound that is the opposite of uh-huh. It is like, uh-huh, no way am I going in that direction. And so it's up to us as generators. We're generating force of this planet. Most of us are generating the Shakti or the Kundalini or the fertile energy. It is up to me to listen to that inner gut uh, vibration or frequency. So yeah, I would have to say human design really helped me uh, with the uh-huh, let's go that way, or the uh, no, I am not listening to that. You know, get out of my head. That plus yoga, meditation, um, just really transformed the way I make decisions in my life. Right? So there you go. Yeah, no, she, you make it sound so easy. I, I, I think that... Uh... I, I'd like you to to talk a little about, um, you know, as far as like when you got your passport, you know, some of this stuff, when you talk about listening to your dropping into the primordial gut in the on the bandstand, uh, I'm not a musician, but, you know, that is basically when you... Uh, you know, you've been woodshedding for a long time and getting your rudiments together and practice. Like, you know, you're, you, you have a foundation, but then you're able to access a frequency on the bandstand with your bandmates where uh, you're able to access your multidimensional self and then you are out of your thinking mind. So you're not thinking about what notes you're playing. You're letting the music play you. Can you talk about when, you know, because you really had a a very restrictive household and you probably saw a, your mom um, treated very badly by this, this man that came into your life. And 
I want you to talk about when you, because you, when you got out in the real world, even though you were, like you said, a generator of the Kundalini, you know, can you talk about that first time or one of the early times specifically when Ta Groen accessed her multidimensional self and what that looked like? Gosh, there's so many. Because now there's you're just so you're, now you're riding like you're just, you know, you're you're a seasoned veteran. You're still learning. We're all on the path of learning. But I mean, you're in, in such a dip. You've grown into your soul so much that it. Some of those days might. I mean, when I go back and listen to my early days on the radio, you know, I can hear that I know what I want to ask, but I'm sort of stumbling around and I, I'm insecure to ask the question or, and even now, I, I mean, in this, in this dialogue, I'm just, you know, riffing away, but you're very patient with me. But I think that, um, you know, like, like I, I just know it takes, I'm just, I just want to go back to those that early, when was the seed planted? Because you weren't, you weren't modeled. Not that, you know, like you didn't have any modeling towards the soul. And so, how did you, how did you, it just takes time. It just takes time and experience. So you you're, know? what I want to know, what I want to know is the early experience and it could be actually learning what not to do. A lot of times you learn by mistake, you know, can you talk about an early experience when you were not as seasoned and you were not as, um, you, you hadn't been able to access that frequency and, um, you know, how you, yeah, yeah how, yeah. how you, how you early, early yeah. on access your multidimensional self. Oh my gosh. Um, so geez, Whew, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, you're, um, you're, you are great. I mean, you, you're, you're just flicking away my question. I got to come hard right now. So you're doing great. <laughs> no, well, the, the child, you know, that got married, right. And didn't have a voice. And how did I grow my voice? I had to uh, continue to create that. Well, married two two years prior, and then uh, nine, ten, yeah, nine year marriage with mm. two two kids. And so then I uh, realized after many many years of just knowing that I, I I needed to get my voice. I needed to express myself. How was I going to do that? I couldn't. I wasn't strong enough in that relationship so I planned for a long time to leave and I finally did and that's when it started growing that's when my voice you know but I took a long time to build the strength and the power to even leave you know to trust so you you got married you got married as a, you said, as a child, I mean, you were an adult, or when? When did you get? When did you get, decide? To get... Uh, uh, Nineteen. So wow. nineteen twenty. I had my first child at twenty-one. I have two adult children, um, uh, Tia and Natalie, from that marriage, and they are so adorable. They're adults now, and they remember. Oh, right now, you know, now they share with me. Oh my gosh, you are so much better at expressing yourself now, Mom. You know, I couldn't articulate. We would go into a uh, retail store, and I'd be so awkward talking with the um, sales clerk. They were my teachers. Can you believe this? 
so it's over time. It's over time that I've been able to claim my voice. And so if you are, are one of those, if you are me, do not give up. It's the emotional body that will guide you. If you are feeling uncomfortable, it's okay to be uncomfortable. Step out. Go out of the store. Come back. Be shy. But go walking in nature. Go do your yoga. Uh, do some breath work. Take a bath. Do all your self care that will bring you back to yourself so that when you do go out, you're less anxious, less embarrassed, be, be able to claim that voice. But it comes from inside. It's not anything from outside of you. Once you claim that inner mm, uh, gold, that inner gold, you <laughs> will know exactly what to say. And n- not to rush it. Don't rush it. It will happen. But you need to take care of that inner landscape first before you can be comfortable. It's no, you can't fake it anymore. It has to come from within. Did you, um, like, I just, there are people that are in positions today that you were in, um, you know, decades ago, um, like, when you recognize that you'd go into a store and maybe be unable to articulate, you know, to just, you know, simple uh, everyday conversation. But, you know, for me, it's always been like, um, you know, cultivating um, my true nature and just being vulnerable. And, you know, when, when obviously, you know, I guess, you know, when did you, what were some of the things you did to get yourself the foundation for you to be ready to not be reliant on, you know, a, um, a repressive, in a repressive marriage? I mean, like you said, it took a while to, to, for, for you to have the strength to find your voice. And I'm just wondering, like, I mean, would you say that you, some people just, like you said, it's human, I forget the word, human d- design. Um, some people just have that constitutionally. But did you have a, a, a guru or teacher that you can talk about that helped you stay on a path even though um, and helped you develop your – gave you and gave you some of that strength? Or was it all um, done by you, on, you know, in isolate, you know, on your own? Uh, no, no main guru, just lots of reading. Oh gosh, avid reader on the nature of the universe. That's beautiful. No, <laughs> actually, yeah, and also you, you, you're just very. I mean, also I want to say like, um, thank you for um, listening. You're also a great listener because you, you were loving my interviews. So you, you are. That's always given you solace because it's something that, um, you know. Just so I mean, were you? I, I here's the point is that I mean, I would assume that, like, how can you detect authenticity? How did, how did you learn to do that? You know, the, early on, like, was that especially when you were, you know, a, a young mother? I mean, a lot of mothers, a lot of people, they get very codependent with their, their kids, but I don't know if that really happened to you. I mean, I, you know, I'm trying to figure out, like, Aside from the, the right, right, 
I mean, the experiential. So, like so the, powerful. Yeah. I love this question. I love this question. How do I know what truth is? That, How yeah, do I know exactly. what healing is? Um, and it mm-hmm. is part of um, my confusion, too, with, with society and humanity. But I, I am accepting, and um, I'm appreciative of all uh, walks of life, you know, and, and, and um, are you still there? Absolutely. Okay, good. So I'm, um, yeah, so I've always had that ability. I know. I know, I know, I know. It just is resonant within me. I don't know whether it's my teachers, my angels, my guides, but I am attuned to what resonates as truth and what doesn't. I can sense it. Um, and even more so, the, the validity of that knowledge for me was when I had uh, my ch- children. I, had, I birthed all three at home, knew I could do it, you know, and in, in that time, in 1990, everybody was looking at me like, you're crazy, what are you doing? Don't you need to go to the hospital? I'm like, what are you talking about? No, I can do this. This is my body. This is absolutely mm-hmm. what we're meant to do here. Um, and then... As a mother, easy, just knowing what what my child needed, you know. And so when I watch other mothers, and and, and it makes me actually that not everybody has that intuition. But I feel that we can if you would just if mothers would open up to divine. Um, and actually, I take that back. I do. I see a lot more of it happening now. Uh, less people are vaccinating. More people are using midwives. Um, yeah. But so you did it. You did it. But you did it way before it was like. I mean, I, I sometimes feel like uh, cats are following, and you know they want to do it their own way. But can you talk about um, the, the the experience with your first child? Um, you know, and you know that whole. I mean, because you know. <sighs> You know, there's this whole thing about, you know, going to just the idea of deciding to birth in a hospital setting versus having, you know, a midwife or doing it at home. I mean, can you can you go take us through the process of, you know, that to me would be um, an out of body multidimensional experience. But the, the, the natural birthing process, can you talk about how that actually can lend itself to incredibly um, authentic relationships with your kids. I tend to, you know, the mother of my children was in labor for a long, 15 hours with my, with our first daughter and, and, uh, and they have a good relationship, but you know, there's a codependency thing there and I never thought about it until you just started riffing on it. I mean, do you think there's a correlation between authentic uh, relationships from mother with mother and children through the natural birthing process. So lots going on in my head at the moment for what I think might be of value is the, the belief that I have in myself to tap into source and to know and to trust and to get that that uh, receptivity to healing and knowing that same uh, concept 
I translate to my children, you know, they mm-hmm. can do that too. And I instill that in them. And so the codependency that you're talking about is mothers who think they know. I know what's best for you. You know, That's right. I'm going to tell you what you need. Um, and, and I'm not perfect. Of course I do that, especially with the sun. Oh my God. The dynamics between male and female energy, um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 yeah. it's still, it's, it's still it's a riddle. Yeah, absolutely. So, so thank you for that, for reminding me, you know, to back off, back off, back off, because they have their inner source. They have their inner guidance and let them exercise it so that they will not be stifled like I was stifled as a child. You know what I mean? Just a little bit of that. It's uncomfortable. Why would I want to do that to my son? You know. Yeah. No. I. I. I, I talk. I think about it too. Uh, you know. Um, sometimes you see. I, I. I would love you to talk, to. Um, well, also, I mean, like. Todd, I really the reason I, I originally connected with you, um, in my soul, is because I wanted you to talk about. Um, you know, in the last year, as, as things have kind of gone sideways or as, as we've talked about, there's a, a planetary realignment, uh, which I can actually feel at an atomic level. Um, and it, it's kind of intense, but I've been, so as a result, I've, I still interview many musical healers, but I also have reached out to many other healers of different modalities. And I, and I recognize that we all have the divine masculine and, and the divine feminine within us. And I just, I wanted you to talk about in your mind, um, are you still open to receiving love and, and also what are the characteristics of the divine masculine that need to, come to the forefront in men in order for you know women to to trust them again i mean you just look at the at the political landscape of this country and what's going on i mean it is it's all it's been a patriarchal society for centuries but we're in some kind of state of flux that's part of the planetary realignment um i just i just know that you know, talking to people like you, I think it's important for you to articulate what needs to come to the surface in the divine masculine for, um, you know, for women, to, for women to be able to, um, to trust men, but also have a, uh, co, you know, co-equal existence and, and not feel the repression that you, that, you know, that you saw your mom go through. Um, and that you experienced as as a as a child. I um. I just feel that it has to come from each one of us. It's not a uh, outer experience. It's an inner experience. Okay, does that make sense? When we balance the male and the female the right and the left, and that's what yoga is about. It's, it's yoking and coming into that magnetic magic 
So when we as individuals can feel that zone, you know, play drums, do yoga, uh, connect to the answers, <laughs> all of that will just unravel and it will just be amazing, you know, it's really simple if we would just get out of that left brain action-oriented um, doubt, worry, and fear and start raising our frequency to match the planet, which is happening. That's the – you've said a lot of impressive things. That's the, that's the most poetic thing that, that you've said. And that's a scary thing to do because, because it's, it's really going off the grid and it's also unquantifiable. I mean, I, I think that that is what, I, what I'm asking you about is I, I really want you to tell me a, about your superpower. Like the ability, there are so many people that are, you've been ahead of the curve, um, obviously, to a degree, uh, doing things before they were, quote unquote, mainstream or whatever. But, you know, like, like when, you know, so how, like for me on this journey, um, it's about singularity and it's about being mm -hmm. unique and it's about cutting through mm -hmm. the morass of all the other, you know, again, I don't work for a corporation because if I did, then I'd have people telling me what questions I need to ask and mm -hmm. limiting it to yeah. a certain time. And then it would get edited down even more so that it would be, you know, right. scintillating for ratings. And now me and you can just dance with all of life together and there's no restriction. Um, it didn't. Beautiful. It didn't Beautiful. Yeah. That is what we need to tap into. That gives me goosebumps. That's what more and more people need to understand that they have the freedom to do that. I am doing it. You are doing it. More people need to realize that they have the power and to claim that and that the universe will provide for them in ways that is unbelievable. The signs will come. The abundance will come. The resources are there. Trust, trust, trust. Do not be tied to a corporation anymore. It is a huge shift. Take off your mask and be yourself. But how do you do that? You do that with self-care and love and inner um, inner work, inner work. Do the work. Do you feel like, um, you know, like that's what I'm saying is there's really nobody doing, you know, and it doesn't mean that I'm, I'm, I'm having success at any kind of level that society says I should, but like what what gives you street cred in your field in terms of what makes you singular, not that you have the biggest classes or that you're world renowned and they're, you know, you're, you know, and you're going here and there for lectures and this and that I'm saying, you know, when Pete, when people, what is the essence of Todd growing? Uh, I, I mean, obviously I you are a deep, deep cat. I mean, you, you, you hold, I am so deep and I knew, I knew this and I just am so, so thrilled. I'm missing deep conversation. I'm missing people that can really catch what I'm uh, talking about. Yeah, no, it sucks because you know a lot of t it, 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 a lot of times it never gets below the surface, and it's it's kind of pathetic. But it's yeah, it's. I mean, it's it, I mean, if all this if all this beauty is out there, then I mean, I don't know. I think with 
having my fam having kids i recognized it broke my heart open and just said you know i mean i'm done with the i i i, I never i was always a deep cat but i i now it's just a matter of allowing the the door to open and and be able to connect with with spirits like yourself so i mean i i want to know what makes you um singular in your modal in your healing modality right 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 just being in the moment being in the present moment not worried about the future not worried about the past just being in the present moment and seeing what it brings me um and it's sometimes <laughs> hard for for family members for society to see you doing that and and they ask well what's next what are you doing i'm not sure exactly you know? love that yeah that's, and that's the thing they always want well what are you going to do well what are you going to do well what do you no, it's like no be here now yeah be yeah. here now and that's the theory of, of, of what we're talking about because this is where the power is so I, i'm listening to a lot a lot of um symbolism with words so now is one w-o-n isn't that amazing huh. so if you're in the now you've won how cool is that? Yeah, well, that's that's so what keeps that. No, but I mean, I get to do that multiple times a week. That's what keeps me connected. I don't know what I'd be doing if I didn't have the Jake Feinberg show. I mean, being able to stay grounded in the in that oneness. I think. Have you noticed, um, or it must be interesting because you probably felt relatively powerless growing up, just because of the restrictions. And then I would assume, because of your, you've been a teacher for quite some time, that all of a sudden, you know, I think this is a major issue within the community of, of God, I don't even know, yoga, but that, that word is, means to yoke, like you said. But, it, you know, there's an issue with teachers who, um, you know, wind up becoming, you know, uh, attaining a lot of spiritual power gravitas and a lot of people um, feel like they a lot of their students um, become enraptured with these people and feel like they're some kind of savior and then the teacher abuses their power and um, and I want you to talk to, to other teachers out there about you know because you didn't have a guru I think you recognize the lack of authenticity. Um, you probably had people, you know, um, you didn't, you, you, you didn't, you trusted your own, you know, moral and spiritual compass. But I want you to talk to teachers, potential teachers, other people right now about the feeling that you, what it was like to feel like, wow, I actually have a lot of power but instead of abusing it, I'm going to give it back. And that's really the strength of, of, a, of a teacher. I mean, to me, it's about how did you learn? How did you, when you finally attained power or respect, how did you not abuse it? And how did you give it back? Huh. Or maybe you have, maybe you, sometimes people do get, in, you know, some people too. Some people do get 
they have to learn by mistakes. I think that that's another thing. I mean, sometimes people do over, right. but I mean, I, you just see like people that you hear names of different guru, guru G's that get thrown around and all of a sudden their, their entire reputation has been destroyed because they actually were scumbags in some way. And, uh, right. and, I, and I want you to talk about, how, how, you know, more specifically how to give away power and how that will enhance your aura and your life force. Um, so what, what I was about to say, and, and there's multiple layers in your question. I'm so, yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, really, I mean, I'm just yeah. going, I'm just, I, I can't wait to listen yeah. back to this because you're like my analyst yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's multiple layers in that question, but the layer that I would like to address is the concept that we were talking about earlier, which was that everyone has their own inner guru. Everyone has connection to source. Everyone knows what will heal them and can tap into that healing. So what I say is just a suggestion. You know, what I'm doing is just for me, but this may help you too. You know, <laughs> that's that's the sign of a good teacher after teaching for 25 years. You know, every person has their own unique path, their own unique way, uh, and they are ready when they're ready, you know, and to be allowing of everyone at each and every stage and to bless them in in that, you know, in that beauty of being where they are and um, trusting in what they need, you know. I can be the guide, but I'm not their guru. Well, ha what's the fine line there? Because I have to believe that people would come to you and see you as the direct connection to source, as opposed to not recognizing that it's within them. So how can you guide no. them without being, no. you know, a messiah? Because that, I mean, why do, here's the point. When people, uh, you can get your ego involved, but when people say, ta, I love coming to your classes because fell in the blank. It makes them feel so good. It, it makes, makes them, them feel, feel so, good. so good. Good. So they feel good because they've tapped into who they really are. They, um, I just teach processes. This process helped me. It will help you too. Would you like to learn the process? I'll show you. That's it. Period. So how have you learned to, I mean, what has been the, the most, it's beautiful, and I'm so happy that, that you and your mom have recalibrated your relationship and are on a really good footing. What, what is your, what has been, because um, you're a very adaptable um, uh, person, uh, I can just feel that, but what has been the... Uh, hardest part about this time for you as a teacher some some people some some people who are you know steeped in Ayurvedic texts and they're deep readers like yourself and they, they're brilliant and they are you know they feed off you know they might be teaching yoga in the Netherlands or you know and, and they but the restrictions are such that people have to wear masks and people so now these people are walking down the street and, and they don't get the feedback they don't get the smiles from people uh and they feed off of that or their classes have been cut from 12 students to to four or they have to do it 
over Zoom, and and then all of a sudden they start to question the restrictions, and they start they start to believe that um, the, the the spirit mind um, or the, their own base knowledge of spirit makes it out that that this is that this whole novel virus is not real or i don't want to say fake but that people are overreacting to it and so where do you come down on that what has been the hardest part for you in in this whole um you know reckoning or do you feel like maybe this is when you're in your operating in in your in your most prime form Gosh, that's again layered. Where would I like to go with this? Um, yeah, the, you, that's the that's the best part of my show. Is you can go anywhere you want. Yeah, I love, 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 love that. Um, this is where that inner guidance, that inner knowing, the truth for you. Do you sense something off? Then it is off. And um, so that that inner. Um, truth that I know is that we need to get over this, take off the mask, start interacting. But then I know that all of this has happened for a reason. This is not any mistake. It is absolutely essential. You know what I mean? So you have both sides. Like, let's, let's, let's open up, but we're not ready to open up because some people still believe that that mask is protecting them. So keep it on. That's fine. Keep it on. I'm not wearing my mask. I'm going to take my mask whenever, off whenever I can. Um, I will honor you, and I'll put my mask on when I have to go put my mask on. But my inner knowing knows that my healing from within will protect me. Right. It will protect me, you know? What, what, but, I mean, so, yeah, I, I want you to – I want you to I mean, I love this, but I, no, you're, you're not, I, you know, I, 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 if I'm not phrasing the question, I want, there are so many cats that don't trust their inner voice, the, 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 their, their divine, their source point. So can you talk about right, like how you, how do you, how do you ground, how do you get them to, uh, you know, cause you talk this about is what it. This is for. This is what this is for. How could you not? start claiming and questioning and asking, well, what is going on? So it is forcing people to go within and ask themselves on a deep, deep level, what the fuck is going on? Nobody's outside is confusing. Right. It's so confusing. It's forcing those that are not tapped in to tap in Quickly, I mean, because relatively, this is quick. A whole year of try, of of, of um, being forced to tap in, <laughs> you know, that's fast. That is insane. Uh, you're absolutely a hundred. You're. Uh, that's a great point. I mean, when when you how? I mean, it's that right? How you have? So when I mean, do you have? Have you? Have you had always had patience for others who are? who have maybe grown up believing that sitting in a pew or a synagogue or a mosque and then taking cues from some figurehead who is supposedly the conduit to the divine and there's no, you know, they're giving you, they're, that person information about 
how they should go when we know that everybody has God within us. Um, you know, how do you know that you're making progress with somebody? Can you give an example of how you've worked with, you know, people who are continuously looking for the answers outside of themselves? Yeah. So that's where, um, when I work with clients, it's body, you go body first. So Thai yoga therapy, um, get into the body, recognize the block of emotion. And yeah. So for example, beginning of yoga class, everybody's a little stiff, right? right. There's just not a lot of talking. There's this mask on, everybody's afraid of what everybody's going to think about them. <laughs> you do an hour and a half class, all of a sudden it's just yellow, soft, vulnerable, they come to themselves. It takes to soften, you know, whether it's a jacuzzi, you know, let's go to do, do a jacuzzi and then all of a sudden everybody's chatty, you know. It just, the walls need to come down, but it comes with the body tension. You get the body relaxed and all of a sudden everybody's starting to feel good. Does that make sense? Absolutely. No, absolutely. I, I uh, um, you know, have you, can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, the idea of, and maybe this is partially it has to do with, with your mother, but I'd love you to talk about the idea that, um, you know, where you're at in terms of understanding that people that sometimes are closest to you or friends that are, you know, asking about projecting into the future or looking at you as they can't understand what you're doing, you know, some in the past for me that would be like I'd feel I'd, I'd have not a lot of um, I'd be insecure about my own um, you know my own self and my own standing so I would I would want to feel like I had to explain myself to people after a while now you just go on your path and you're proud of it and what I've learned is that over time um, you know, you might fall out with some people that you were close with, but over time, if it's a, a valuable relationship that they will come, they may not never, they may never understand who you are, how you're guided or what you do, but they respect it. And I want to know if you've reached that point with people where they're never going to understand Tagroan. They're never going to, it's not logical, but yet they've come to peace with the fact that they admire and respect you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the epitome of like a very healthy and um, beneficial relationship, right? The opposite of the codependency that you were talking about. So, yeah, if you can get to that place where I am whole, you are whole, and I accept your wholeness, but I don't know you because that's you, <laughs> and then you accept my wholeness, 
but you really don't know me because that's me. And then we come together and we benefit each other. You know, I mean, that's the ideal masculine and feminine coming together to support each other. Um, and, yeah. and, 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 and when I am fully engaged in my selfishness, right, in my ability to be happy from within, that entrainment, that, that frequency attracts the same in the other. You know, we talk about the mirror, right? So when I'm off, whether it's with my kids or my significant other, um, you know, I've been in a relationship since 2000. So I know in and out of like uh, appeasing does not help. You know, the most incredible is that wholeness. You know, when I'm in my wholeness and I, when I'm happy, the relationship is magic. So why would I not want that for right. my relationship? I do. I want that for my relationship. So I'm going to be selfish and I'm going to feel good on the inside because when mommy's happy, everybody's happy. <laughs> the whole house is happy. We're singing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I want to run through these because I I definitely want to do set two with you, but um, uh, we'll wrap up set one right now. Um, what is Todd Groen's definition of leadership, and um, can you give an example of effective leadership? Oh gosh, I'm working on that. This is I want to read more leadership books. Okay, so um, I mean, what I'm gonna say is, so you answered another question, which was, where do you feel that you need to to grow the most, um, I feel like you're already a leader, but you're saying, I mean, do you, thank you for that. I, but, I mean, I feel, um, no, what I'm saying is if you lead classes yeah. and you're in the business of helping people find their true nature, then I don't know if you're going to find this in a book. I feel like you're so already cute. doing it, you know? Yeah. Uh, thank you for that. But, um, yeah, so that's my next my next goal. I, I mean, would love to, yeah. to have that. When you th- see that. Yeah, I mean, when you, when you, um, you know, have you, have you felt like you've ever um, experienced somebody who's been a great leader? Or what do you think the qualities are? Even though you may not need to go back to the woodshed for a while and, and bone up on it, I mean, Tell me about what intrinsically what you think are the qualities of, of really good leadership right now. Just getting the best out of, out of people. Right. Uh, letting them be um, spontaneously or planned, however they work, you know, whether it's spontaneous or, or planned, uh, whether they're logical, emotional, just to nurture the best in people, you know, sort of the opposite of what our uh, corporations have done to people, right, you know? Right, right. Yeah. That's exactly right. A whole different, whole different way of, of leading, and it's magical. Oh, yeah, that's what turns me on. I would love that. I would love to see more of that and to lead like that. That's basically what I'm trying to do um, in my own way. Um can you talk about your concept of love and how you bring love to the world? Well, 
outside of your, I mean, you know, to me, to me, the magic of it is that I could be with you in a room and not have to say anything and just your aura and the vibration is, is love that when you, you know, and I still have to, you know, just, but to me, we have this, these two extremes of, of how, you know, um, I just think love has been very perverted in our society and I, and you, I mean, I think you've, um, you've tried to, I mean, you have a huge heart and, you know, you are, I, I'd love you to talk about your concept of love. So boundaries, first of all, you can't have, um, um, sucking or vampires or you know what I mean? You don't want that to be taken away from you. You don't want that uh, ability to love to be a needy love. You know what I'm trying to say? You want it to be genuinely um, empowered. And so how does that happen? That comes from, again, loving myself and giving myself the beautiful self-talk of like, oh, my gosh, I'm in the right place, doing the right thing. This is so good. Look what I did. Celebrating, 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 celebrating. When I do that for myself, I could do that for you all day long. But when I have criticism, doubt, fear, anxiety, worry, I'm not loving. I'm not loving to myself. And if I'm not loving to myself, I cannot love anybody else. It doesn't feel like love. It's very low frequency. That's beautiful. I mean, so so talk about the boundaries. You're saying that you need people in in a relationship or with people. If you are not feeling that ability to give love, then you then that person needs to be aware of boundaries to allow you to find you know to get into a space that um, where you can uh, exude that light that you've been just talking about like when you talk about boundaries it's about you're talking about respecting people's uh frequencies and if they're in a low frequency to, to not suck all the life out of them yeah yeah like the misconception that uh i love you because i'm going to go do this for you right and keep saying yes 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 i'm going to go love you and i'll do this for you you don't love me because you're not doing this for me you know that kind of thing or When, when did you, did you ever consider, um, taking your, your own life? And, um, do you feel like there have been experiences along the way, um, where you didn't have the well of that, the, what I call the sea of righteous chi built up inside of you? that you know you wanted to check out but the universe said no um there are many things that you need to do in this life and that ma- that mirror basically a miracle have you experienced a miracle in your life have i experienced a miracle you know every um 
don't don't platitude and say everything is a mirror. There, uh, what I'm saying is like no, 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 no. Yeah. I wasn't gonna say that. What I was, what I want to say is that every cleansing experience, every uh, session of tears, every um, um, because there's a, been so many tears. So when you talk about the suicide or wanting to take uh, life, there. The ability for me to cry is so powerful. So you can't take your life and cry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. No, I love it. I, I think it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I, you gush. Yeah. Have those tears? Were those tears when your mom? Yeah. When I your mom? Cry, cry, cry. Yeah. I never thought of dying or killing myself beautiful. because I was able to freaking yeah. sob myself through it all. No, I love it because <laughs> you have to. That's so freaking. So you have to cry. You have, you have yeah. to freaking cry. Let it out. If you're not crying, you're not getting it out, and you're going to want to die. So cry <laughs> as much as you can. And if you're not crying right now and you want to die, start crying first before you take your life. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I, oh, God. I, 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 I love this. I love this so much. But you know, I'm teaching in just about. 10 yeah, minutes. I can feel that you want. I feel, let, 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 can we? Can we? Can we? Can we um, come back and, and create more together? Sure, I love it. I think your questions are so fabulous. Well, so th fabulous. Th th Todd, thank you for thank you for being a, a, an incredible um, teacher, and also, um, you know, you know, y your vulnerability is. Uh, is so beautiful and i think that's the leadership um that you have and i don't think you need to read any more books um i You're think so you should I, I think you should be writing your own books at this point or start right. starting to so um yeah let, let's just stay in touch and uh i i'm so humbled to to connect with you jake 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 thank you so so much for reaching out i appreciate you so much this is very timely and like I said, trust in the universe. Those things will come right when you need them and celebrate them so that more will come after that and then after that and after that. And then we're all going to be just so high. So, so high. high. And you know what? So yeah. high. And, and that is not quantifiable. And, and the more people can recognize that you're not, it's not logical, then we'll be on a, on a better path. But, you know, we're part of the same tribe. And uh, I'm, I'm so glad that we found each other in, in the intergalactic. So bless you, divine friend. And uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you so much. Later. Later. Can't Cheers. wait. Okay. Bye. Bye. Just another whistle stop on the Jake Feinberg show. Thanks to Todd Groen. And we'll be back in a little bit.